Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss scarves, Master Chief's buttocks, and Tesla. I don't waste one minute. Let's get right into it. Hi, we're back. We're back on the podcast. Uh, by the way, just there's some, uh, there's some leaf blowers that just revved up outside. I told them, I said uh, to the landscapers, I said, listen, I want you here right when we start the podcast because uh, I want Ryan to be I said I want maximum suffering for Ryan when he has to somehow noise cancel the sound of multiple Could people Could you do it right against the wall where I'm podcasting Actually they will keep... they will be on the roof these guys get up on the roof cuz we have very bad we have a ton of leaves around our house and they have to go up on the roof otherwise we get uh, flooding uh, not flooding, yeah. leaking, leaking water into our house. So, very you, cool. You get those those gutter issues. This is what's known as a uh, first world problem. Maybe you've heard of it. I'm like, oh, the, the roof of my <laughs> oh, mansion. Employees. The roof of my <laughs> mansion leaks if it's not blown off by my team of landscapers. Anyhow, uh, anyhow, a lot of stuff going on this week. Yeah, a lot of shit going oh, down. You know what they say? I will say, yes. it's finally winter weather, so I'm not Ugh. upset. I hate, I I hate everybody who's like, I'm so excited about winter. Oh, I'm so happy. I, I know so many people who are like, I can't wait. I can't wait for winter. And it's like, well, you're a sick freak and you need to go to jail. <laughs> I mean, I'll get sick of it a month in, but I do that with every season. You need to, I just like the change. All people who like winter need to be put into jail, <laughs> into a jail in a cold area. So they can enjoy each other's company, like a jail, a winter jail. But it's like a, just a cabin in the wood. It's like a uh, you know, it's a it's a lodge. You it's, can never leave. It's misery with Kathy Bates. Right, right. You get cocoa and whatever. Uh, anyhow, it's it, it's okay. So it's November. It's mid November. It's we're we're just week before Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, I should say, just uh, Tony, I want you to know we will not be uh, doing a podcast the week of Thanksgiving. Um, no, we will not. Because Ryan and I are going to be deep uh, just in the process of giving thanks. We will be – we're just going to be spending so much time that week singling out people and telling them thank you for all that I'll they've done. I'll be freeing all the turkeys in the York State. Oh my God. Did I tell you, last Thanksgiving, a huge bunch of turkeys showed up right as we began dinner. In our yard. Oh, like wild turkeys? Yeah, but it was weird, you know, like they were looking for their, you know, like their, <laughs> yeah. in my mind, they're like, have you seen Frank? We, it was mourners. He was with it us. was like a mourner. He was parade. with us a few hours ago and uh, we can't find him anywhere. This should make you my feel baby. really, yeah, this should make you feel really bad about turkey. It is horrible. It's a horrendous, disgusting practice, although turkey does taste delicious. I'm sorry. To we her. used to get so many wild turkeys in our neighborhood when I was a kid. That the booze or the turkeys? Waiting, <laughs> the turkeys. <laughs> we, while waiting for the bus, we would have to chase them out of my yard. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> just like me running around waving a book. You could tell. You could tell Ryan's had real world experience with turkeys based on his turkey impersonation. Tur- tur- <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to elide those to put those words together, but I don't have anything. Um, anyhow, okay, so let's, what's going on? What is happening this week? I don't know what's ha- – I mean, it's been a blur. This has been honestly one of the 
busiest weeks of my life, and yet I can't remember anything that happened. So I'm very concerned. Well, we freed Britney Spears. Well, yeah, that, that of good. course, we personally, Ryan and I. Mm-hmm. Ryan and I personally freed Britney Spears. We went, we went on down to the mansion and said, come on. We're like, enough's <laughs> enough, Jamie. Is that her dad? Her, oh. It's her dad and her sister, right? Yes. Both her, of you, get her, the... Her, you know that she's from the South because her dad's name is Jamie and her mom's name is Lynn and her sister's name is Jamie Lynn. They were like, we don't we don't have time to come up with a name. Just whatever's off the shelf, whatever we can grab off the shelf. It's like when you it's like when your refrigerator is almost bare and you're like, I got ketchup and I have some pancake mix and you're like, Oh, I, maybe I can make a ketchup sandwich using pancake as the bread. That's Jamie Lynn Spears' name. Yeah. I mean basically. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie Lynn, but you got you got punked. <laughs> you got, got speared. In, in, in the punk show, did they did they say when they did the punking, would they would they then go, you've been, oh, you got yes, punked? Yes, they would. Yes, yeah? they would. They would that's say, cool. you just got punked. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> I love it. I'm loving it, as they say, as my man Justin Timberlake says. Um, by the way, Ryan, I forgot to tell you, I'm wearing a shirt. I think you'll be very – I think I, I'm wearing a shirt I got in the mail. And maybe we'll show – maybe we'll put it in the post. Let me see if I have a photo of the shirt that I can show you. That I think I took one last night because I was like, I got to get a selfie. Hold on. I'm going to share this with you. And then you you maybe we'll find a better picture than this one because this one's not great. You can see my penis in this photo. So I don't want to share that with everybody. Uh, <laughs> shirt cocking like Winnie the Pooh. It's all just the shirt, but then nothing like uh, uh, Porky Pig. Porky Pigging, I believe, is what this is known as. Uh, no, hold on. Wait a second. I got this in the mail. I ordered it a while ago, and I got it in the mail. And I think it's from one of the most creative shirt designers out there. Oh my god! You don't, don't. <laughs> Maybe we just let it be a surprise for the for the for Tony. Yeah, you got to look up the post. Give us the click. I'll give you. I'll, I'll come. <laughs> so I'm gonna get a better picture than that. But this, anyhow, I'm very excited. I got two, I got two shirts from this uh, designer, and I'm very excited about them. But anyhow, um, yeah, we freed Brittany. Oh, really quickly. But I want to say. Uh, we got somebody tweeted at us this week, and they said that they didn't know Tony wasn't a real person until very recently. Which and I got news for you, <laughs> Tony. One hundred percent, it's a real Tony person. Tony is real, and Tony. Do we know for a fa- do we know if we have any listeners named Tony? Like, actually, we don't know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I would assume we'll allow Anthony as well. Yeah. Well, we know at least one listener, Anthony Soprano, is obviously named Tony. Uh, our our biggest fan. All right, anyhow, so do you want to talk about Brittany? Is that why you brought her up? Uh, yeah, we have a really good piece on the site that I wanted to bring attention to. Please do. Please do. Go on. We're, <laughs> well, we're all listening. Go off, King. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you dropped this. Uh, well, <laughs> Jessica Lucas wrote a very good and somber piece for the site about how Britney Spears is now free from one of her conservatorships. Um and that's great. Oh, there's and multiple. Like, there's multiple. Well, her estate is, has its own concern. Oh yeah. Well, as they as one as as an estate does, as one would. As one. Um, the state is actually recognized as a person in America. Yeah, and in the state has personhood. The, <laughs> I was going to say the money legally owns her. <laughs> the money. The money actually can uh, can vote in in U.S. elections. You may not have heard about that, but anyhow, go on. Um, Jessica Lucas has a great piece on the site about how, like, this whole digital campaign to free Britney was great and everything, but um, that there are still many people in conservatorships for whom, with disabilities similar to her, for whom, like, 
a, a, a campaign about a celebrity doesn't really help. And it's going to require people to continue to care about the issue after Britney's free and able to look happy in public. Yeah. And hopefully Britney has indicated um, on her own social media that she's going to keep trying to raise awareness around the issue, even despite the fact that she's now, you know, overcome it. Um, because it's it's one of those instances where, like, without the storytelling medium of Britney over the last, like, few decades i mean who would take the issue seriously because people don't take people don't take the issues of people with disabilities seriously and certainly not people who've been like determined quote unquote by the state quote unquote to not be able to make their own decisions right you know yeah it, it's 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 well it raises it raises questions that i don't think anybody would is, would have been talking about in it this kind of pop super popularized way i mean this is an extremely niche issue up until Brittany. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's not obviously the, the, it's important. It's, it's a serious issue for people who are experiencing it and and have to live with this. And there are you know, it's not an insignificant number of people, but but most humans in the world and certainly in this country would have zero awareness of it if it weren't for this. Well, by definition, it's it's a small percentage of the population, and it's difficult because it's a percentage of the population that is so in every area of their lives is so has, has, has the deck stacked against them. Yeah. And it's really hard to say like, you know, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a, a not important blah, 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 because it is, it's like wildly important that we have a focus on human rights, especially like the human rights of the, of people for whom those are entirely necessary. Like I don't, people with disabilities, need to be able to make mistakes and live like full lives because it, it that's what it is to be human right like this was the thing that always bothered me about the britney conservatorship even before people were really talking about it was that she wasn't free to as it as someone recovering from substance abuse issues and with mental health issues and who clearly had made some fucked up choices in their 20s which who has who amongst who um, whomst among among us <laughs> Whomst amongst us yeah. has not made fucked up choices in their twenties. My twenties were nothing but fucked up choices, actually. I I I carried it well into my thirties. I mean, honestly, but I got the I got the luxury of fucking up and then seeing the consequences and learning from them and then growing on going on and then being able to turn to the people younger than me and being like, "Don't do that," and they're not going to listen and they'll fuck up and they'll learn their lesson and blah 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 blah. But when you're in a consequence-free situation where you live like in a bubble where everything you do is observed and you're not allowed to like, you know, misspend twenty dollars, let alone fuck anything up, how can you grow as a person? Or and people with disabilities deserve that right just like everybody else does and and nobody questions that when it comes to people who are like able-bodied able-mind uh, like they, they're there's no nobody steps in and says like hey you know you, you're not allowed to make choices anymore you can't have control of your own money because you clearly made a mistake because like nobody would question that you're capable they would just call it a mistake right you know right yeah. Anyway, the piece is really important, and I, I, I just wanted to bring it up at the beginning because it's a good thing, but I want it to stay top of mind for people because um, this might be the one chance that this issue has to stay at the front of any conversation, and that's super fucked up. So we should take care of it now. <laughs> I agree. I am. There's some legislation moving forward. I mean, there's bipartisan support 
for the idea that this is super fucked up. Nobody has, nobody's making, I mean, the people who are conservative, who are the conservators are making money on this. And that's so fucked up. And a lot of the judges, you know, I think there's a lot of corruption going on. Um, but no side of the aisle has a financial interest vested in this. So hopefully before they do, we'll be able to get some kind of legislation passed to like prevent anyone from going through something like this again. I don't think other countries have this. Like a conservatorship is a super fucked up idea. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very unusual – I mean, I, of course, again, this was a situation where uh, I knew nothing about it and now I know so much about it. Uh, well, I know more about it at least. Um, but it's, it's, it is an unusual arrangement of ideas. I mean, it is essentially – and I think that there are situations – I can see – I suppose there are situations – where it makes sense, I guess. I mean, I, I can imagine. Them, well, the I, version I think. of it, the version of it, people are arguing for now is assisted decision making, where it's like if we can come to an agreement, then yes, we can agree on this. But that right, like, kind of like having in, a board, in, a board for a board of directors for a person. Exactly. Some <laughs> uh, like 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 a like a, <laughs> a kind of group consensus, which is like, still like, like the person would be the chairman of the board, and then there'd be some other members. Yes, right. <laughs> there would be a CEO and president, and then other people would be able to weigh in. Um, it's still unfortunate, but at at a certain like, you should have the bare minimum ability to just say no, right? Like, like that's that's a fundamental human right is to be able to just sit down and say I'm not doing that. Um, people should not be able to like get a cattle prod and push you onto a Vegas stage, right? Now that's I mean I've been saying that every time I get. Sent to Vegas to perform, I'm like, this isn't right. Every time we go to CES, yeah. I say, Josh. I'm like, why is this happening? But I'm, but I'm also there, so it's very disturbing. I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Uh, I need a board of directors to handle my situation. Um, at any rate, and at every rate. Uh, so, well, but, you know, so we'll see. But I think that at the very least, you can't buy better publicity than this for an issue. You know? Yeah. No amount of lobbying could get this kind of attention on a topic. You know, if 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 Britney yeah. if Britney were uh you know, if Britney were like getting bombed in in the Gaza Strip, like we might solve we might actually be able to solve the Middle East crisis. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, it, the thing is, Britney is the main character of my entire generation. Like she's the person to whom of whom we've been discussing and to whom like uh, 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 multitudes of of fascinating and horrible things have happened but it means that america has paid attention to her and everything that's happened to her her entire life and that's a pretty unique situation it's sort of um, crazy i mean i mean one one thing that's really and interesting and she's a good person like she's always been a good person like she's never done anything to anybody she's always been nice and champion well, causes so hopefully she did a string of murders in the late 90s but uh, <laughs> i mean she was on a lot of stuff so you know forgive she and, did found scientology forgive don't forget that's my policy that's right. Also, she's L. Ron Hubbard. Um, the L. Ron, as I like to think of her. Uh, the um, Yeah, I mean, it's funny. The interesting thing about Britney as a, as a cultural figure is that in the era that Britney became obviously wildly popular, which is the end of the 90s, right? I'm, am I wrong or is it the very early yes. 2000s? 1998. Is 98 – is that, is that Hit Me, baby? Hit Me? That's the is single. Is that One More Time? What is the name of the – is it One More Time? It's baby one more baby time. Baby one more time. So it's just right in the middle of what I thought it was. 
It could have been any of those things, but it's just right the middle of part of what I it's thought. It's just dot, 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 baby one more it time. Is, there is an ellipsis at the beginning. At any rate. There's always a lot of punctuation in a Britney title. Yeah. It's like how Prince would always like swap out a word for a number, you know. Yeah. Britney's thing was like too many commas. An yeah. unusual amount of commas <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a song. A lot of ampersands. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like a, a, a parenthetical. There's like a lot of her songs have a parenthetical. Yeah. In fact, like, does that song not have a? Is it not? Is there not a parenthetical in that song? I'm just gonna look it up. I just want to be sure, baby. Uh, hold on. Okay, baby. Well, it is three. It is ellipses at the beginning. No, there's no. There is no. Uh, but similarly, oops is oops. Ellipses, no space. I did it again. Exclamation point. <laughs> wait, wait. Oops. Yeah, it's oops. Exclamation. No, it's oops. Exclamation point. Hold on. Oh, oops, exclamation point, ellipses, I did it again. Yeah, it's 100% we are are correct in saying that there is an enormous amount of punctuation. This was the very 90s, you know, early 2000s, 90s. People were were crazy about punctuation. They were just going, you know, now we're like no punctuation. But this was the, that was the, really the golden age of punctuation, right? Before the internet sort of swept, swept the world. They, they had just invented it. Yeah, they were like, this is the pinnacle of, of how a sentence or a, or a, even a title then of a song. Then they took it too far with wingding. That's right. And then we had to pull back. Then that people were like, we don't do punctuation anymore. It's just, you're going to have to figure out, you're going to have to read this. Or vowels. You're going to have to read the Sally Rooney <laughs> dialogue and figure out on your own who's talking now. Um, at any rate, uh, what the hell was I talking about? What was I? What was I speaking about? Britney. Was, oh, had Britney a very at her in her in her cultural moment when she arrived on the scene back in 1998 or whatever year it was. Uh, people like Britney, the type of celebrity Britney was, was a very disposable, very impermanent fixture. So, 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 what's interesting is that you would have imagined a Britney Spears in many previous eras was like a one-hit wonder or a couple-hit wonder or whatever, and then disappeared from our view. You know, Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, great examples of that. It's bubblegum pop, mm, right? People underestimated it because it had always sort of just been ephemeral. Well, but they also found, I think, because of the age of of the rise of the internet and, frankly, the way um, music companies figured out a way to get more out of these celebrities that they created i mean she's like a disney celebrity right yeah um, i mean she 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 is the blueprint on yeah. which disney built i mean they they figured out teen stars. they basically figured out this platform which could you could ride from childhood all the way into adulthood and you know you we, it's happened over and over and over again i mean i mean the genius move was to take the spice girls model and then not let them get into a fight and right. break up. The Spice put it all in one right. They're like, no, sorry, you're, <laughs> you signed a 50-year contract with 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 Disney uh, and now you have to do these things and there's no way out of it. And I mean, they literally did it to her, right? Like the minute that she tried to leave and really break out that image and destroy her pop career, they legally required her to keep performing yeah. as a bubblegum pop star. And I don't want to, and I don't want to, I don't want to draw a parallel between Princess Di and Britney Spears, but I will. No, I mean there is, there is. But is, John but, and I have but, talked about but, it. But you know, people. But people talk. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of conversation right now because of the film Spencer and because of the Royals, the show on uh, Netflix about you know the kind of prison of of the the royal family. Which, like, to be very honest, to be very honest with you, uh, like, I mean, you know, it's 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 a complicated topic it's a gilded cage but a cage nonetheless a cage is a, anything, a cage is a gilded, cage 
Yes. If anything, the guiltedness of it is more torturous because nobody will listen to you or believe you. Right. You're like, but I mean, again, on the other. You're like, but it's made of gold. Just sell the gold. And you're like, I can't. I'm in a cave. But on the the (laughs) other hand, you know, on the other hand, and again, I'm not explaining away any of the cage part of it, but I mean, it's, you do get. There's a lot of upside. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of upside. Uh, yeah, in the it's not as <laughs> it's bad not, as being in a state prison. It's not. It's also not like being forced to perform in Las Vegas every night. You know, <laughs> like I think there's a pretty yeah. huge difference there. But 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 the point is, it's um, there are these you know sort of overlapping uh, conversation points about you know somebody who is perceived to be doing well or having a good time or has everything available to them and is actually in a very um, compromised uh, and sort of in, insane position. And I think we've done a lot of, like over the last decade or so, we've done a lot of cultural uh, reevaluation. This is a very popular topic, whether it's Amanda Knox. It's always, it almost largely- It's always women. About I mean, women. Misogyny makes it so easy to be like, well, don't listen to what she's saying because she looks like she's having a good time. I mean, <laughs> like, it's not- That's it, a pretty, it's that's a, what people do to It's women. in no way surprising because the- um, because the core, uh, you know, of course, the core um, at the at the kind of center of all of the the horrible ways that we treat people, whether it's you know because of their religion or their skin color or you know their orientation or whatever, you know, women are universally basically shit on by everybody in every you know situation in every possible way. It's just like it has been the default for humanity since for however long. And so unsurprisingly, we're discovering that even within the confines of popular evolved culture, we have done all these really horrible things to all of these women who didn't deserve it. Um, uh, you hear that? You hear you these fans, the sp- by the way? Sorry. I, I, yeah, a little They're bit, really going for bit. it now. It sounds like the, the tornado in the Wizard of Oz where in the background, you're just kind of like, that's exactly what's happening right now. I'm going to go to um, see some, uh, I'm going to go see some witches. Um, it, it, it's funny because it's like, you could pull the Scooby-Doo mask off of a lot of issues and pretty much it's always old man racism or old man misogyny. Yeah, like I mean, every time. <laughs> I know. Listen, I get it. You're comfortable. Things are going well. Why, why, you know, why mess up a good thing? You know, I hear you. We've all been there. You know, you're enjoying yourself. You're in the bath. Why get out? Right. You know, but, yeah. but, uh, but you know, why let somebody else in the bath? It's your bath. I don't know where this analogy is going, but at any rate, I'm thinking. I'd <laughs> like to. Like Josh just I need a bath. Be. I need just need to. I need to put some fucking you know uh, uh, essential oils into the tub and relax after the week I've had. Trust me. At any rate, so okay, all right. Let's. But Brittany, she's free-ish, and now it's going yeah. to. And now I'm sure we'll continue to beat the drum for all of the other people who are in conservatorships. Uh, and if she doesn't, well, then we'll turn on her. Uh, as we'll turn on her as a as a tear her right back down. We will we will we will uh, make her pay in public for her sins of not being uh, of not God. being continuing to defend and protect everyone else. I truly, whenever I think about her or a, a handful of the women to whom this kind of stuff has happened, I do think about that South Park episode where they they believe they need to kill a young virgin <laughs> once every ten years in order for like there to be a good harvest. And it's like, yeah, I think we do do that. I feel like once every 10 years, we just, like, take a young woman, destroy her life as a country, play it out in the media, and then we're like, oh, well, she's fine now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. It's so fucked up. Well, we, like, we love that. a happy it's, ending. You know, we love a... 
<laughs> Let's talk about something else. Um, uh, speaking of musicians, yes. Amazon is trying to convince concert venues and Starbucks to use their hand scanning identity system for payment and like verification of your identity. Yeah. Um, which, you know, of course, would just happen to be a way for them to have everybody's identity and you know, handprint. You on know, file. people people are worried, do I want Amazon to have my, you know, fingerprints? What would they do? What would they what All I can think is I don't I don't know if they want it, why they want it, but all I can think is if they want it, I don't want them to have it. Well I just think <laughs> I mean, we're just we're at this moment with now. Now, I don't know. I would imagine in the boardrooms of Amazon, they're not like, hey, let's get that biometric data so we can give it to the FBI or whatever. Right. I mean, yes, they own Ring, which is a uh, very bad actor when it comes to data, giving data to. Yeah, I wouldn't put anything past what happens in their boardroom. Right. Well, I just think they're probably like, this is a great way. Somebody's like, this is a great way to verify identities. You know, like it always starts like this. To me, all of these things, everything, all of these bad ideas that all of the, the tech companies have always start in a very, you know, what might be considered totally innocuous sort of. Oh yeah, I mean it's Facebook. You know it would be cool. We talked about this last week. All you needed to pay was your own palm. Right. It's like it's like Facebook. They're like people should connect. We should connect, let people connect with one another. You know, very simple. Sounds like a good idea. I mean, this one's a little bit less obvious to me. It's a little bit like, well, couldn't they just show you an ID? Or, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, could we? We all have our phones. You know, is there something? That's working fine. Yeah, why don't you verify? I don't know. Like, so is there some other intermediary? I, I don't really understand, like, what the benefit is. I guess it's like you can check out or go into things faster. Is that the idea? Yeah, you just, like, wave your hand over. Right. I mean, I guess there is this question, ultimately. I mean, God, the, the Satanist people are going to have a field day with this one, I guess. There is this question about what is the, you know way to do this that's the least likely to allow for fraud or impersonation or whatever, I assume they're like, okay, we need some type of, you know, people put their fingerprint on their phone. They're fine with that. They put them on their computer. They're fine with that. They have their face scanned on their iPhone. They're okay with that. So everybody clearly is somewhat comfortable in a certain way with giving over some amount of uh, biometric data, right? Like, in the context of your phone or your computer, you're pretty comfortable with it, knowing that it's not going anywhere but there, at least as you assume. You assume it's staying within that space. I do think, is there not a better, like, is it not, is there not some better way that we, where we don't have to scan a person's, you know, fingerprint in, like, a, at a concert venue? That just feels... The whole setup feels like you're it's too loose, fast and loose with the with the idea of sharing biometric data. I think if you were like, oh, verify you're this person as you give your ticket to them, verify you are who you say you are by doing it on your phone, I don't think that's an issue at all, right? Like if it was like an Apple Pay type of situation where it wants you to give your face scan or your thumbprint to verify that yes, you are the ticket holder or whatever. I just feel like taking it off of the phone, just talking in practical terms taking it off of your personally owned device and moving it into this like cloud situation just feels like a it's like not great of an, it feels like an avoidable idea you know yeah like, there's got to be I mean it's better than it is better than clear which if you've ever used clear they scan your retina which is I not. haven't but I but travel's different I mean I feel like I think traveling But they use clear for 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 concert venues too that's how oh, they I do 
I, I signed up for Clear when I was younger because I wanted to get into a Lady Gaga concert slightly faster. And that was my mistake because now they have all my data. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know they were utilizing it for concert venues. Um, but I don't, go to, I don't go to shows. So a good way to avoid this problem is to never go out. <laughs> Or do anything. Avoid Chase Stadium, and I think he'll be fine. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't want to be that guy, but, like, do you really need to go see, like, the Doobie Brothers or whatever it is you're doing? I mean, you probably do. You got to go see Elton John, I guess. I don't know. You know, like, I think of, like, all the Long Island people and all the New York people, like, the guys, the firefighters who are like, we love Elton John and... uh and uh, Freddie Mercury or whatever, they're like they did, Billy Joel. Uh, seemingly, of Billy yeah, Joel. Billy Joel. But they're like seemingly unaware of how gay Elton John is, and they're all oh yeah, 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 totally. They all love Queen. They, 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 yeah, they love like Queen. Freddie they like, they like Queen and and uh, and, uh, and and Elton John. They're like, Elton, they're like I love Twisted Sister, but I don't want to see any faggots. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, meanwhile, like I think that guy, he's like a hardcore conservative now, right? D. Snyder, he's got to be. Yeah, you're talking about my dad, by the way. Okay, I'm sure I am. I have no doubt. Dad. He's like, I hate my gay son, but I love Elton John. Um, no, I, I, know, I, uh, I know he doesn't I, hate you. It's rude. But uh, <laughs> no, he loves hair metal, but he's uncomfortable watching Drag Race. I mean, it's interesting to me. Well, I, under, I understand. I understand why because because hair metal guys are like guys who love to bang ladies and and then yeah and there's it's a whole getting that there's the, there's like a femininity and a sexuality that he doesn't want to be confronted with in in the drag world i mean it's just like yeah you know it's just i get it i mean i get it it's not ironic anymore mm. which he's which is what right right like twisted sister is funny because he's like guys yeah. wearing lipstick or whatever but when it's what's just not funny he's like oh yeah. Not interested in that. Um, anyhow, Kiss is just doing a branding exercise. Oh, don't get me started on Kiss. Um, <laughs> what nobody talks about, at least not enough, is how bad Kiss's music is. Like for, terrible, I mean, just shit music. Bad, not good. Um, okay, but what were we talking? Oh, the uh, Amazon's uh, biometric scanners. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I just think the idea, their heart's in the right place in the sense of a way to verify people's, uh, you know, identity, but. The execution is very wrong to me. Yeah, that, that. I, 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 I don't see this one being a popular. I, I don't think that this is going to be the ace in the in the hole that they thought it was in getting people's biometric data. I just don't see people loving that. I just think every all of these things can be explained. They all all of these problems that arise. So the things are many of them that arise in our, uh, in our in the tech world in particular, but now like just in general, because it's so, so much of that is just what we're, what we are all living with every day. Um, so many of these, these, these questions or problems can be solved by just stopping and saying, uh, just going, wait a second, is this, can we game out the long-term, you know, upsides and downsides of this and really just say, is this the right thing? For 10 years from now, what are the possible? I just think they never do the red team stuff. Where they're like, okay, how could this be abused? You know? Well, I mean, because they're, the problem is you're asking it, – it's a self-regulation problem where you're asking people who have these incentives to analyze their incentives and game them out. But why would they do that? They're not incentivized to. You know what I mean? Right. If they were incentivized to, it wouldn't be an issue. But they're – not and so what they're incentivized to do is the thing that's going to make the most money and unfortunately the thing that makes the most money is usually the most evil thing right well you know um but they got to get that uh, cheddar that's true you know as, as they i mean how else is amazon going to make money well <laughs> i mean that's a great question and and uh i do worry for the company i i was just thinking the other day uh 
I had just placed a prime order that will be delivered in two hours. And I was thinking... And he said, I'm supporting a small business. And I was thinking, what, what, what can I do to help Amazon stay, stay afloat in these, tri- Speaking in these of trying times? tech companies. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> can we talk about Tesla? Oh, my God. I mean, we can. We can. Well, yeah. Let's talk. We, we. I mean, we. I thought in kind of like. Listen, we we posted uh, about. We wrote a blog. I mean, input wrote a blog post about this CNN video, which is, you know, a, a, a CNN reporter using the full self driving beta, which I have, uh, and in a Model Three, uh, in in Brooklyn, and. You know, it's very terrifying, and there are several moments where it's like he's like, "Oh, we almost hit this thing," you know. Anyhow, we put this funny headline. I thought the headline was funny. It's like, "Watch the CNN reporter almost die." He obviously doesn't like go through the windshield or anything, but that's the kind of the point, though, is that there's plenty of scenarios where somebody might go through the windshield with what the car is doing. And I have, I will say this: I have been in my car on a not busy road where I was using self-driving like just to play around with it just to see it okay and and it did things that scared the shit out of me that did not feel one like it was what it was supposed to do in two like something that was safe right like i've been in the car where i'm navigating and this is i only use it for brief periods of time because i don't trust it at all where i'm navigating somewhere because it'll basically follow your navigation um you know, you say, I'm going to go here. So it just drives there, basically. Where you're navigating somewhere and it's supposed to make a turn. And for whatever reason, clear lines on the road and everything, it gets like confused about the turn. And it will like jerk the car away from where you're supposed to turn or towards the turn in a way that is like completely not how a person would drive. And and I could absolutely see the, and I could understand why this guy was like, whoa, this is really scary. But also, I can also see how now. I mean, you of course it's hard to part once you do something like this. Once you post a story like this, you get these Tesla guys who I, I'm like very worried. Do you think it's a paid bot army? No, I'm I don't think so. Think I don't think so. Elon I think it's, or Tesla has a bot army. No, I think it's um, I think I think people's brains are are damaged by. I think there's a couple of things. I think that we've always had this. Because I actually what I want what I think is more interesting than the video itself, which is interesting, and and it just further evidence, and there's well established evidence that that full self driving, which is what they call it, is not any of those things. Okay, and and uh, but I think to me what I was sort of more what I think of, when I look at that story and I look at the the reactions to it. I'm more concerned about what's going on with the with the brains and the mental health of the people who are defending the company, which is like I have seen since I started uh, blogging about technology. Uh, you know, my 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 originally all I did all day long was write posts about tech. Okay, and what you learn very quickly when all you're writing about is technology, and particularly in the days when we were doing it is there are factions, right? And this has always been true. It's Apple had an entire ad campaign based around Mac versus PC, right? There are these factions, we call them fanboys. We actually did a great piece at The Verge about fanboys and about the motivations of fanboys. And, you know, in the old days, it was Apple and Microsoft, and then it became Apple, Google, and Microsoft. And, you know, it's kind of mutated over time. Uh, there, But there are, if you look at, and I don't want to get too far down a rabbit hole here, but 
if you look at things like Gamergate, for instance, and you look at some of the Trump sort of online presence of Trump fans and supporters, and you look at the way people have gathered around Elon Musk and Tesla, and now some of these have better or worse, I think, rationale, like better or 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 weaker, you know, stronger or weaker rationale for why you might gather around these particular companies or people or or moments or or belief systems. But let me just say, I think there is this very, um, you know, troubling thread. This very troubling thread of of and it's largely men. I'm not going to say it's only men, but it is largely men of these defenders of things that you really have no business defending. Like it really shouldn't be, it's not in your best interest. Unless, I guess now some of these people do, we've talked about this before, some people do have a financial stake in Tesla. They Maybe they bought stock or they bought a car, you know? But I think more often what you see is people who have an emotional stake or in a, a belief system that is built around this product. And I saw, you used to see this with Apple all the time. You used to, I mean, with Apple, but Microsoft, I mean, I still get, you know, I posted a picture of this square monitor that I bought uh, the other day. And, and in the, in the responses, you know, I'm still, I still get people, I, many, many years ago, I mean, a decade ago or more, I made some offhanded comment about Windows 7 feeling like poison when you used it, because it sucked, by the way. It did. It sucked. And and it was like this on like a Verge cast or something. Maybe it was even on an Engadget podcast. That's how long ago it might have been. And I get people still to this day on Twitter. I posted a picture of a monitor that had Windows running on it in 2021. And somebody's like quoting that. Like more than one person <laughs> are still, they're still bent out of shape. Some Microsoft fanboy is, is so fucking excited Mad. and into well he's just was so into microsoft that he's still bothered by i said that i said one rude thing about his company 10 years ago it's crazy i mean it's bizarre but so but and so i've seen this kind of the the fanboyism has only gotten kind of more intense but it also has you found more pockets like there's kanye fanboyism right people used to be like i mm-hmm. like this artist i love their music i like their whatever they do i love this person's movies now it's like you have to I mean, people are like, I have to carve out a battle, you know, some battle position here for myself to be able to go to the mat for Kanye when he releases his new record or whatever, or when he does some dumb shit that people are mad about. I'm like, I got to defend him. In so many walks of our existence now, we are we are encountering these like militant, like legions of defenders who are defending a piece of commerce, like a brand or a uh, a figurehead, or even if you're defending the technology, it's like, I, I get that maybe you invested in the stock, but let's get real. Like, why are you doing this? What is the bet? What is the upside? Like, I get you like to cheer for your team or whatever, but it just seems bizarre to me. And in particularly with Tesla and particularly with Elon Musk. But like this isn't this isn't a sports team. This is a real company that has real effects on people's lives that is costing people real money. I mean, these are these like are people. Impacting- yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. 
No, it's okay. Just it's impacting like things that are bigger than whether it wins or not. And and also it's not video games where like, yes, I love video games. I think it's it's the biggest business in the world. I think it's my favorite form of entertainment. I think entertainment has real world effects, but it's video games. We're talking about cars. Yeah. Cars are giant pieces of metal that people are behind that that fly around the world at 90 miles an hour and are the leading cause of death for whole groups I, of people. I mean, but, like, but yeah, but you can, and by the way, that's all reasonable, but also you can love cars and not care about that stuff. That's also reasonable. But what what is what is unusual is this uh Nobody, you shouldn't be fighting to the death over whether Ford or Chevy are like, uh, should ever be questioned or criticized. Yeah. I've never seen anyone do that, but they do it with Tesla and tech companies. It's, 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 um, it's, because they wrap their hopes for the future up and their identity up in the stories that the tech companies have told them. And tech companies have learned that their marketing has to tell a story, quote unquote. Yeah. So rather than just being a company that makes EVs, that's a new car company, they has to be like Iron Man, you know, it, Tony, St I'm the real life Tony Stark. Yeah. I, I pulled myself up from nothing. I did. I definitely didn't well, have emerald apartheid money. I just was a great innovator well, who, who, who invented the electric car, you know, yeah. like this bullshit. I mean, I, I, the, it's definitely it's definitely wrapped up in this belief in this kind of American, largely kind great of great man, you know, the great man, but also that like you see yourself in this as this person, but but more than that, it's it's this. Um, I I mean, I've been saying this for as long as I've been writing things on the internet, which is uh, the, I, the the. The identification with this brand as like a component of your personality or this person who runs the brand as I kind of like as a way of framing yourself in the picture is I think very unhealthy. Like it's a very unhealthy way to think and I've never felt – I love this stuff. I, I, I drive a Tesla. I love I, – there are things I love about the car. I think it's a brilliant – I think it's a brilliant invention. I think Elon Musk is a really smart guy. But – but I've never thought for a second like he doesn't deserve criticism or that this car couldn't be better or that there aren't major problems with it. And that would be true of literally any single thing that exists in my life. I could – every single one of them. And I don't feel any attachment to that thing as a component of my existence. Like if you told me that – I mean I'm trying to think of anything in the world that I love that if you told me besides my family, if you told me like this is a problem and he, let me explain the problem, that I wouldn't be like, hmm, okay, that's like – we should consider that and I'm going to pay attention to that and I, I am willing to accept that that is a possibility. I mean these are people who are basically are like if the car drives off a cliff and kills the people inside of it, they'd be like, well, the driver was doing something wrong and it's like, buddy, you know, maybe – but I think first we should. I'm not saying that they're doing that. But by it's the way. weird that that was your knee jerk reaction. Yes, it's it's very you know I mean? odd. Yes, it's I, it's I there there's nothing in my identity, even my family, that I don't think critically about and wouldn't want feedback on and like to improve. That's the point. What's the point of being of being anything if you're not going to think about it and try to be the best version and like improve? Like you can't take pride in something if you're not willing to uh, think critically about it and improve it right. and take feedback. Like. Everything in my life, every part of my identity, maybe just my relationship, which seems private, but nothing else in my life. I, I feel like everything in my life I'm willing to like improve or willing to like admit isn't perfect. Like that's just life. I don't know what world you're living in if you're – I mean it's so childish and immature to be like 
My hometown is perfect. My family and my dad's the greatest guy in the whole world. My sports team is the coolest one. I know the best superhero. It's like, that's what little boys do. <laughs> like, right. that's not what adult right. people do. Yeah, and I think and I think that it sort of gets to, I mean, I do feel over the pandemic, we've been, I, I mean, I, I think we're all, we're all online way too much. And, and by the way, yeah. it's not our fault in the last two years. And it's been like, we were, you and I were online way too much for most of our lives. And now everybody, yeah. now people, normal people, most people, frankly, are online, have been online a bit and a bit more, but like they're, the way they're online is not the way we're online or has not been in a lot of ways. But, but the last two years has basically been like, everybody's online the way I'm used to being online, which is yeah. you're really, really online. Like I talk to people, it's it has been rare in my life to meet people outside of work or outside of the sphere that we're in generally, who you could talk like about that. Hey, did you see that tweet or that? Did you see so and so's Instagram post or whatever? It, yes, people. Most people don't know the main character on Twitter right. every single day. Correct, but <laughs> now they do. But increasingly, <laughs> we're like, yeah, and I don't think that's good. I think that's bad. I don't think. Again, we are. We kind of get back to this all the time, where we're sort of in the, um, you know, do, are we doing this right? And we're not, obviously. But I do think it's been this whole this whole fanboy thing has been fed into. I just I think we've so much of our technology culture has shaped the conversation to serve this idea uh the way that 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 these things kind of um the way that they play out and you see you know he, Elon Musk is a great example of a of a CEO now i think he may be the richest man in the world you know in terms of his holdings that bill gates didn't do this steve jobs didn't do this tim cook doesn't do it i'm trying to think of like the famous ceos of our of yesteryear of the previous generation you know uh 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 Satya Nadella doesn't do it. Um, uh, uh, Sundar Pichai doesn't do this. They're not online. They're they're like business people doing their businesses. Like they're not on Twitter posting memes. But Elon I Elon Musk Elon is has like a. He really wants to be a famous, loved, beloved celebrity. Yeah. He wants to be liked so bad. He wants to be like the cool, dank memes guy. But he just he's not funny, and he's not. He's not that charismatic. It's like his story is compelling to people, but the more we see of him, the less we like him. Yeah, and I just this is the, I mean to me, you know, of course you've heard this before. Um log I, off. No, yeah, you're a f If you have that much money, log I off. I truly I'm can't. I'm on there cuz I, I want more money. There's nothing there's there is no there is no higher position than to be richer than God, okay? Like I don't know what I don't know what it is he thinks he could possibly get except Except that his ego is so penetrable that he needs to be constantly told that he's good. Okay. Well, and, it's a and very uniquely American thing, and you're gonna roll your eyes. I'm sure Tony's gonna roll their eyes at me. But here's the thing: it's why I love Real Housewives. If you oh have hundreds God. of millions of dollars, why are you gonna debase yourself on television? I don't think those people have. I don't floor. think those. Yeah, I don't think those people have as much money as they say they do. But Elon Musk does have some a lot of them. Of do, some of them do, and I wonder. It's like why? What's this American? I mean, Elon Musk is South African, but he's, he's such a uniquely American figure of like an endless hole of need and want and greed and entitlement. And it's like you're not entitled to everyone loving you. You already got all the money. But I just don't. I'm just saying it's Pick one. It's definitely a personality type. But I'm 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 simply saying I know that he I, he he 
and again, this isn't like it's not Elon Musk's problem. Like it's not his fault that this thing exists. He certainly plays into it in a way that other leaders of other businesses don't, which you know seems to have. I mean, it, the effect is it 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 obviously helps to cement support from this base of rabid, frankly scary people. Like I and I say this again as a person who gives money to Tesla every month. Okay. I'm, I, I pay for the product. Do you understand? Like I'm, I, I use the iPhone, you know, like if you're an Apple fanboy, I've got a, I've got a surface. Okay. I mean, if you're a Microsoft fanboy, right. Do you understand? I have a pixel. Okay. If you're a Google fanboy, I paid for it. Right. Actually, they sent me the pixel, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? I bought a galaxy (laughs) S 20. I bought the galaxy S 21 ultra, which is actually what I use every day. But the point is, I'm not saying this as a, as a, some kind of weird critic, who's out to take down Tesla and and Elon Musk. You know, it, it, this behavior is bizarre and unusual and bad and um and and as a person it's just a regular consumer of these products, I think this idea that we're going to arrange our culture around standing a fucking CEO who is the richest person in the world and his company, as if like that is some lofty, you know, we've just arranged, it's like we've arranged everything so much around commerce that now you can't even tell what it is you're rooting for. You know, what is your, what is the end game for this? What is, you know, what is, like you, explain it to me because I don't understand it. Elon Musk says as much dumb shit as he does smart shit. You know, I think he's a brilliant guy. I think he's super interesting. I would love to have an extended chat. Frankly, somebody should have an extended chat with Elon Musk, who one, knows what the fuck they're talking about, and two, is actually not afraid to have a real conversation with the guy, because everybody else who interviews him is like, just like, you know, jerking him off, basically. Oh, I but, definitely agree. I would love someone to critically, but, I would love and to I'm happy to I'm interview ha- him, I'm ha- but I will I'm happy take to jump the in there. I'm ha- I don't think he's intelligent, and I don't think he's fascinating. I, no, I, but I disagree. He- I, think, I think he is, but the question is, but the bigger question is like, as for, you can be the most intelligent, most fascinating person in the world, but like, why that would protect you from any reasonable criticism or why it would make a person feel like it's their job to defend a person who needs no defense is is escapes me. I'm sure there – and by the way, we explored this in the fanboys piece that we wrote on The Verge many years ago. Um, but but there are there are there is a there is a question about just mental health here. And I think getting to the root of it, when I when we were talking about this post when it came up, I was like, what's really odd and really truly kind of shocking is when you just look at the comments on this video and the kind of like mental gymnastics people are doing to like defend and protect this company and this guy uh feel worrying to me on a on a level that isn't like you really like apple like you're you think apple's tools are great because you're a creative person and you use their you know, you use their iPad or whatever to paint or whatever the fucking thing. You know, you edit your videos on their desktop. Like, yeah, okay, I, I sort of at least can understand that a bit. Anyhow, I, this is not going anywhere, but I thought it was interesting. At, I mean, the, the video's funny, but also, like, truly, like, gives you an idea of what it's like to use this mode, which is not good. Um, it is better than, I'm sure, anything else on the market, but that's like saying, you know... Uh, the, the gunshot that killed you made a smaller hole. You know, I don't, it's like not really neither here nor there. Um, but uh, at any rate, so yeah, so the Tesla stuff is weird. What else is going on? Oh, there's been a bunch of electric car news though. 
Speaking of, I mean, which I do think the other thing that's happening is that the te- the EV market's about to get way crazier. And there's like in the last week, um, Fisker, which is a company that's been sort of up and down, they've had all kinds of weird problems, but they seem to be now like st- stabilizing. Just announced this new car called the Ocean, which is a pretty affordable a- electric SUV. And and uh, either last week or earlier in the week, uh, Subaru like showed off there. I guess they showed they announced it last week and then showed it off this week. This thing called the Solterra. We talked about, I think, a little bit last week. But anyhow, the EV market is, we're now on this, you know, no offense, no pun intended, but we're on a collision course with electric cars being this kind of standard. Uh, and that's going to really alter Tesla's position, you know? Can they can they continue to be the Apple of electric cars? Great question. Big open question. And I think, obviously, things like self-driving, maybe that's a factor. I would say more than that, uh, pricing and range is are going to be the two much bigger topics that people are going to be talking about when they're looking at at uh, at electric cars. So the question, you know, ultimately is uh, where will they compete? Obviously, the self driving thing is somewhat important, but I don't think that's going to be mass adoption anytime soon. They've got a lot of pressure. You know, maybe their fans are feeling the pressure. Maybe they're starting to crack up from all these uh, hot new electric vehicles being announced. I don't know. I don't know what else. What else is going on? What else is happening? Um, so let's talk about Xbox has some interesting things going on. Mm -hmm. Um, they, well, after having their 20th anniversary for the OG Xbox and dropping Halo multiplayer, Halo Infinite multiplayer. People love Halo. Um, oh my God, I am obsessed. Um, but they also dropped 76 new games for backwards compatibility and then closed their backwards compatibility library. Um, which all interesting stuff, but the most interesting thing from Xbox this week, in fact, was not planned um, and was not a, 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 I mean, maybe it's a PR move, but it's definitely not um, something that I think they envisioned themselves having to do, which is they, Microsoft and Sony both teamed up to release statements denouncing Activision Blizzard's CEO because Activision Blizzard's CEO knew about all of the sexual assault that was going on at the company and just, you know, covered it up and, and ignored it. And when all of this came out, Activision's board put out a statement where they were like, we have the utmost confidence in, um, we have the utmost confidence in Bobby Kodak is the CEO. Wait, when name. did this happen? This happened this week. Oh, they put out this statement before these, yeah. before, before Microsoft and Sony had their statements out? Oh yeah, their whole board lined up. It was so not after, style, but not after, but behind. not but not after. What do you mean? And they, they, I'm saying they put out a statement supporting this complete maniac who's the CEO yes. of Activision before. And then Sony yes, and Microsoft yes. came together right. to denounce. Right, right, right. And I just want to make sure I had that. I thought for some reason I thought you said they put out another statement. I was very confused for a moment. Oh no. Okay, great. Okay, so anyhow, go on. Well, Microsoft and Sony got on the same page where they were like, this is disturbing and we, we're we not cool with this. I mean, they're basically like, um, we're going to stop working with this company, which yes, is which is We're going to stop bad strategically news. doing anything with it. Yeah, which is bad news for Activision. I, this feels to me like a, a no-brainer for the board, you know? Uh, but I mean, CEOs aren't that great. I mean, there's not they're not like so special, you know, like in this case, Activision. I mean, what's this guy done? I mean, I'm sure he's somewhat useful but you know i just had a great interview with jeff bezos speaking of fantastic ceos um where he was talking about how many decisions he makes in a day and he's like you know like what do i have to make like three really important decisions every day or something which is i think is very true of ceos like you don't need them to be doing a lot 
just be good at a no. few things. And like one of them should definitely not be doing like sexual assault and sending people death threats, I would just say, generally. I, I think CEOs in general, I think the job is to pick people to work with, tell people no, um, and go to meetings and be a coherent presence. And, and that's really it. Like nobody's asking you to do anything else. And and certainly if you're if, – if, if in order to get those things – you know, we're going to silence s- sexual assault victims within your company and get 500 of your own employees to organize um, like a petition saying that they hate you. Yeah. I-, I just don't think it's worth the trade off, even if you're really good at being in meetings. You know, it's funny. I mean, I remember Activision. I mean, Activision is such a f- – it's so funny to, s- to see how huge they are and what a huge story this is. I mean – I remember the Activision of my childhood, which was like they made some pretty bad games. My recollection was Activision was pretty, pretty consistently putting out games that were like based on a movie that sucked. You know, yeah. you know? they were like one of those yeah. publishers. Was, they were like, we did a Shark's Tale, the game for Game Boy Color or whatever. Yeah, and they're like okay, nobody's buying like, this. Is bad and it's like based on so it's like you know they, this is to trick parents. It's like they get found some like um, Japanese game that didn't do well and they like reskinned the characters and re-released it. But anyhow, but look at them and look where they are now. Look what happened. So kings of the world. L- so clearly the meritocracy of capitalism. Let that let that be a lesson to you. Anyhow, I do think it's interesting to see both Sony and Microsoft speaking out. Out very clearly on this matter i would say um yeah i don't know with activision i'm not sure how they how they don't just make some i mean presumably they're biding a little bit of time to have some exit plan for this guy that is you know they can try to save a little bit of face in terms of how long they've taken to respond to these i'm guessing i'm, I'm i have no idea i have no inside knowledge of this but you know uh it seems like they're maybe trying to come up with a way to do it I would hope that is like, oh, Bobby, uh, you know, we're going to, no, we're not going to like say that you did all this stuff, but uh, you're still not going to work here anymore. Otherwise, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, you know? I, I mean, I, I get, I, I just think, I, you know, I know that there's a, the same people who defend Elon Musk are definitely right now going like, this guy, there's no proof he did anything or whatever, you know, just because there's a, you know, well reported or several well reported incidents. Um, but, I just think it's you, – you really don't – you have to understand people don't really – it's very, very, very unlikely that people have these kinds of allegations made about them. I mean in this situation, these types of situations where there isn't something very inappropriate happening. It's When there's an enormous amount of smoke and then you see a fire, you could assume yeah, it's fire. Put them on – say we're going to put them on leave while we investigate at the very least. If, Activision, if 500 people in the building are like there's a fire – then I'm gonna assume there's a fire. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that there's never a situation where somebody embellishes something or makes something up or outright lies, but they're very few and far between in in terms of the outright lying part of it. And the reality is, like, if if this person is totally innocent, they could the very least they can just say we're gonna put him on leave while we do an investigation. And if we find that anything is has gone wrong, then we can deal with that. But if if it turns out. You know, we got we hired investigators. We worked with the you know authorities, and there's he, dudes done nothing. Okay, cool. Like, put them back in. But I just think at this point, you got to if you're the board, you got to be thinking. I mean, maybe they'll dump him tonight. It's a Friday when we're recording. This, yeah, so it is. Do a Friday news. Dump a Friday news dump would be appropriate. You'll know. Tony will know. Tony will know. Tony will feel it in his bones. There'll be a ripple through the uh, through whatever I don't know bad uh, multiplayer 
online game Activision makes. <laughs> the multi-tap. What do they They'll feel what, it in their multi-tap? Yeah, what is an Activision game that's really popular? I'm trying to think of one. Activision Blizzard game? Um, uh, they own Blizzard? Uh, right. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, that's kind of a big League one. of Legends? Yeah, those are kind of big. Those are a little bit large. Yeah, uh, yeah you'll in League of Legends, people will feel a ripple. And then uh, they'll know. <laughs> they'll say that's a legendary ripple. It's like, it's like when um, uh, it's like when Duke Lita bites it in uh, Dune, you know. It, it's exactly like that. They're Paul, Paul and Paul and uh, his mom are like, dude, bit the dust. Use the voice. Yeah, they're like he's he went to heaven. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about nice things? Get let's do here. nice things. Let's talk, yeah, it's been a it's been a long week. I'm trying to think if we yeah. missed anything really crucial to talk about. Apple's right to repair stuff. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm. I think it's in. I mean, I don't want to. I can't. It's. It's. It's interesting insofar as. Oh look, this thing that we should have had all along, this fundamental right to like fix your own computer. Now we have it again. Okay, I, it, it's not that interesting to me. It's what's interesting is that they thought we shouldn't. Have I, it. I think that I think you know, and I can attribute some of this to the to the newness of mobile technology and kind of this new way of 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 tech existing and frankly to some extent the ways that the tech obviously to a huge extent the ways the technology has been designed and i will say you know there is and this has been true of apple for a very long time for a very long time for decades and decades the direction that that pcs went in was you know when you just think of the foundational right pcs and macs uh the foundations of these technologies we live with um the the concept for pcs went in this very clear direction of Crack it open, mess around, choose your own adventure. You know, there there is this kind of extensibility and and um, uh, a changeability to these products that's built in and inherent in this in the in the framework. And Apple was the opposite. They're like, we're going to make everything perfect for you, so you don't ever have to change it. Everything's an appliance, right? And and right, you, right. You don't buy, you don't upgrade your toaster. You know, not that it's the same thing, but they're like, you you know, you get a toaster and you it toasts your toast just the way you want, and you don't. Do and that's how they're like. That's how we make products. Like this makes perfect toast every time you you fire it up. Uh, and I think that carried through not just to the kind of philosophical idea of like things like the iPhone and iPad and Apple Watch or whatever, but it, it carried very much through to the design. And it is true that with certain types of industrial design and certain types of product design, there are things you can do when nothing has to be taken apart or moved once you put it together that you can't do otherwise. And so I do think. I will defend Apple slightly in this in saying I don't think that their resistance on uh, the repairability and providing of parts for their for their products was completely born out of, you know, a just raw capitalist instinct to, you know, make that hard and expensive. I think it was also like they found themselves in a situation where they had built a lot of products that were you really can't i mean taking them apart really is goes way beyond just you know unscrewing something and popping out a board uh and i think that so you know what would be what will be interesting to see is if their new changes to providing consumers with you know tools and i believe it's tools and uh um parts and parts for their products if that will change any design of of their products, you know? I mean, will that alter the underpinnings? They've already started to pivot a little bit in admitting they were wrong about a couple things. You know, they're like, here's some ports back. Yeah. 
I mean, it is true on the new the new MacBooks. They've they've added back in ports that they had removed, which is again a very unusual move for Apple. They kind of changed the design of their magical their their keyboard that was supposed to be so great when it turned out that it actually sucked. I mean, maybe the, I mean I do think the new Apple is a, is not Steve Jobs' Apple, which definitely stuck to its guns a lot more on stuff like this than um, than they do now. But the question will be like ultimately, you know, can you make an iPhone that's more repairable? And if so, will they do that? And I think that is a really interesting question to ponder and to perhaps explore. Uh, and, you know. I mean, for the environment, let's pray that they do. Because if some of these parts are reusable or these products can live a little bit longer or things like, you know, a screen repair or a battery change don't fundamentally ruin the product, that's a good thing. Right. Well, I think that the, I, I think the, um, this kind of goes back to stuff we've talked about a billion times, but it's this question about how these things are designed and the and 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 what types of materials are used. I mean, I think you get to the you know when you're like, okay, well, we should allow people to repair these. Uh, you may go, actually, do, should we keep using like this glass back on the phone that basically guarantees in many cases that you're going to have a a bad repair situation if you drop this thing? I mean, I think there's a I think there's a there's some real interesting questions that are going to be raised about do they keep doing the things that they've been doing or do they change certain aspects of their process or their design or their thinking that we don't know the answer to but it is interesting there we ended up talking about it so uh, you got you got an extra one you got an extra one in you want to talk you want to do nice things yeah okay, nice go things. ahead you go first I'm gonna, gonna germinate um so I can only talk about a little first part of the game i cannot talk about anything else um okay. due to an embargo agreement with microsoft oh my god however the new halo game no is are you allowed very, to talk very, about this i can talk about the beginning of the halo game okay and i it, it it's very very good it's very good and i like it a lot and i that's all i'll say do I'll say, they show out, master chiefs play with it master chiefs but shown in the game yes or no Yes, full ha- cock and balls. Have we ever seen Master Chief's <laughs> ass be in a previous no. Halo game? I don't think so. I feel like it's like he's getting out of the shower. Does Master Chief shower? And if so, does he shower with the helmet on? If I, I, I cannot explain this, but I do believe that if Halo games were on PlayStation, we would have seen his ass at this point. Here's what I want to know. Because it's on Xbox, we have not. Uh, what I want to <laughs> know, Master Chief, we don't, we've never seen his face, right? Yes, the helmet can come off. Have we ever seen his hair? Does he have hair? Is he bald? We saw a glimpse of his face during uh, the legendary ending of Halo 4. I did not clearly achieve the legendary ending. Can I just can I just read you the people also ask for Master Chief face on Google? Did Master Chief show his face? How old is Master Chief face? Is Master Chief white? Is Master Chief a boy or girl? <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I think it'd be great if 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 Master Chief was not a boy. I think that would be really cool. <laughs> Just to say Samus Aaron style. Yeah, like that would be cool. Master Chief A uh, one specific instance. Oh, I in see. I'm seeing it. have earned a brief look. Yes. So Master Chief, people have extrapolated what Master Chief looks like. They've shown his like eyes, apparently. Yes. And he looks pretty old. People have basically done a version of Master Chief. It's um Ed Harris is what Master Chief looks like, is according to this first yeah, basically the first or render Skarsgård. the first render you see on uh, on Reddit is 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 basically an Ed Harris type of face. I think it would be cool if um, yeah, if they like flipped something on Master Chief for us. John apparently his name is John. 
John Ma- seventeen. John Master Chief. Uh anyhow, I feel bad for the guy. All he does is he's just shooting. He's got to shoot those annoying little aliens and make that stupid sound. Oh my god! Wait, but those those guys have some real funny stuff to oh say. Oh god! I don't want to. Don't no spoilers. Maybe I'll get into Halo. Maybe that'll be my new thing. I, it's so good. I mean, I've played. I, oh. I'm pretty sure I've played Halo games like to completion, but I have almost no memory of any of the stuff. This game has me fully in love with the franchise again, back in my full love affair, which I, I've been like in and out. But like the last 10 years, I've just felt like Halo. I moved on. Uh, but And I loved Halo when I was growing up, but I kind of moved on. This game, I, I'm fully reengaged. Can't wait for Halo wow. Infinite 2 or whatever. I'm fucking so hyped up. Is it the new I, one's called Halo Infinite? Yes. I, I think this is incredible. Do I have to? Can I play this on a Windows, on my Windows uh Right, my yes, you can. Windows when it, PC. When it releases, you can. I'm yeah. just saying, I don't have to get an Xbox. No, I was just thinking about it. I bought um because I bought a game on uh, on sale last night just before sleeping. This is my favorite thing to do. I was like, "Whoa, this is on sale!" And then I bought it, you know, uh, which is Demon Souls, um, which I think I'll hate, but I really want to play the PS5 remake. Um, and so it was on. It's on crazy sale right now. It's like. $30 off. It's this is a $70 video game which seems insane to me, but you know whatever. This is, this is you know supply chain. Supply chain issues. <laughs> they could they can't get the disc or whatever. Um but uh we don't have the bits. Yeah, but I but I um but I was thinking when I when I bought it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, like I don't I'm not really um I'm not really getting exposed to any of the Xbox stuff because I don't I didn't I you know I I get rid of my Xbox Series X. You can get it all on on game. Yeah, that's the thing. PC, that's though. what's so great about yeah. it. Um. All right. So I need to do a nice thing. Yes. <sighs> what's my nice thing? Oh, Letterbox. My nice thing is. Did I talk about this last week? I don't think I did. My nice thing is Letter. You did. I did. I but I did. did. Did I talk about it as my nice thing? I don't know if it was. Yeah. yeah no. Well, you know. I'll do a different not. one. I'll do a different one. No 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 no, no. 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 You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. I did talk I about letter. I did talk about letterbox. I say about watch list. We briefly said you were going to be a letterboxed guy. Did we? I could do a different nice thing if you think this is inappropriate. All right. Let me find a better one. Although that has been my that has been my like main distraction. That and uh, this week, this which has been a very tough week. My main distraction has been that, and obviously I'm I'm I'm. Um, remodeling a bathroom so that's been an adventure and uh and i'm playing the castlevania collection whatever the thing is on switch that includes like the the game boy color oh, games the advanced the, the, yeah, the ds the advanced games or whatever yeah the advanced collection which so is good. which is great because i haven't played any of those games i haven't played any of those castlevania games and i just got these new presumably better um controller you know whatever joy cons for my switch that actually have a regular d-pad instead of the buttons yes um but i got like a random one that comes in light pink it seems fine it's kind of like noisy i don't know who knows at any rate okay i'm just gonna say i'm gonna do my my nice thing is letterbox then we're gonna move on but i will say last week i was experimenting and this week i've gone full on i'm like a letterbox guy now and i'm doing reviews what i really enjoy is that i can do brief reviews this was not my nice thing last week was it no, it wasn't. Okay, good. Because I'm like, my brain is mush. So if it was, then Tony, I apologize. But I'm enjoying it. And I think that I get to express, uh, you know, highly controversial opinions in a very short amount of space, which is, which is uh, you know, satisfying on some level. Like, you know, I get to say that I think the film Breathless sucks, uh, which it does. And, um, and I know a lot of people really like it and think it's important. Uh, but I find it to be just unbelievably annoying. Anyhow, I'm enjoying it. It's nice. It's a nice change of pace because like there's no stakes for me. Like I could say whatever I want about movies, and I can think about movies I like or movies I hate. And um, 
you know, it's like a brief moment. Elon Musk fans are coming at you. I mean, they, they might be. Today. Well, I reviewed the Taylor Swift film. Oh no! Uh, uh, because it's uh, because everybody was talking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I'll check this out because it's a 10 minute short film based on her song. Uh, the song is called uh, "All Too Well." All too well, right? And uh, the song is, in my opinion, is not good. Sorry, sorry, Swifties. I mean, it's it's a song. It certainly has a melody, you know, some lyrics, I suppose. Uh, it's not like bad, but it is not good. Uh, and I guess she's done this like extended version of it, which Gawker did a really funny story about. Um, uh, I believe it was Olivia Craighead wrote about how the, if you look at the the sort of like she she has some line in this new extended version of the song about how um, some line about fuck the patriarchy, and she claims that the song was written in like 2011, and like that phrase basically didn't exist. And uh, so she's lying. But like, I think all of Taylor Swift stuff is like made up. I mean, I think it's very weird to me that to watch all of these adults, presumably adults, buy into like this narrative, this like huge commerce driven narrative about Taylor Swift's life, which I think is all I'm not knocking it, but I don't like she's she's like created this like Jennifer Aniston like persona in, you know, Jennifer Aniston is like the person who in all gossip magazines is like has been wrongly treated and deserves better and can never buy a break. Like there's this like archetype of a woman that the gossip magazines have created. That's like, she's always gets the short end of the stick and she can never find love and she deserves better. And why did this horrible man treat her so badly or whatever? And like my friend, uh, my friend Chelsea Fagan had a great tweet, which was like, she, her brand is predicated on simultaneously being, absolutely the most successful and ubiquitous pop star in the world and also always an underdog and victim right it's like such good right marketing. and so and so it's like taylor swift is like i i she you know anyhow so she did this this movie it's apparently this relation the song is about her relationship with jake gyllenhaal which lasted a, i would say about two months based on everything we know okay <laughs> it's three months a decade ago okay three months a decade ago and he was 29 and she was 20 apparently their ages are important uh, like because Olivia, after she wrote the story, I, I've seen some DMs that people have sent her, and they're like, and they're like, um, you know, like how dare you? She, he was, you know, grooming her, whatever that, you know. They're like, uh, you know, it's it's some crazy shit about how she was only twenty, and it's like, yeah, but he was only twenty nine, and like that's very normal. My dad's eleven years older than my mom. Like, it's not that weird when you're an adult. I think people have taken, and 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 I say this as someone who fully understands the, the the fully understands the uh the weight of sexual assault stuff but people have taken the whole grooming narrative to like applied to like 25 year old yeah like, like i'm sorry that's not like you're misusing the word you can say it was abusive or there you can say there was some level of manipulation or coercion but grooming is literally about minors i think over if, a right. long period and of i think time. if like it's not about a 20 year old i think who if, just met a 29 i think if you're talking about like dave portnoy from barstool sports being like 35 and like having sex with like an 18 or 19 year old and then being like i felt like totally. I, th- I get if they're the, like and, I if, get that. and if they're like i thought i felt like he was raping me like okay then yeah that's that's a really problematic situation like that's not good but if it's like taylor was in a relationship as an adult with another adult who was not wildly older than her nine years is nothing when you're an adult to be perfectly honest and it ended badly or something which it sounds like it did but based on what i understand of the lyrics it they was just, just mean to her at a dinner party. They kind of like didn't yeah. And and based on her film where they where they show 
they have a Taylor Swift character and a Jake Gyllenhaal character, and the film is directed by Taylor Swift. So I really like the idea that she's like, here's me doing a film about my life with people who kind of look just like us, which is just a funny – Just I like it conceptually. Um how much do you have to think about yourself to I, get in that I, yes, situation? Yeah, but but we have to but we also have to believe and this is the important thing is like what you just said is in keeping with Taylor Swift's uh narrative that she is thinking about herself like this. But what is true is one the relationship is mostly fabricated from what I can tell. It's mostly like a couple of pictures in some tabloids and a, a breakup over some bad dinner party. There's something about a scarf that people are like hung up on. I think because we're all desperate for like something in our lives that seems like, you know, dramatic and can distract us from all the bullshit that's going on. And fair enough, I love distractions. But it's like, anyhow, so then she made this movie and the movie is the short film. It's not a movie. It's like her and Jake Gyllenhaal dating. And then um, they break up because he they were at a dinner party and he wasn't paying enough attention to her. Which, by the way, like, I, you know, yeah, like, that's normal stuff. Like, that's normal stuff that people break up over who've only been dating for like a month. Very common. Like, we're not getting along. It's not working, you know? So mm-hmm. it's not like he, like, strangled her. Like, he didn't try to kill her. Like, he wasn't like, I'm going to kill you and, like, pulled a knife on her and then, like, she found out he was cheating on her the entire time. It's not that. It's like – Or even just, like, psychological manipulation, gaslighting. Like, we don't really see – he's just, like, not a great – It seemed like they weren't get, – they didn't really connect at the end of the they day. They didn't vibe. And people are, like – people are, like, in on, in, on Letterboxd, they're like, Jake Gyllenhaal, you better watch your back. They're like Jake Gyllenhaal just is just was just found murdered in a in a in a. Your time is coming, bitch. No, they're literally like they're like people are like this this short film is Citizen Kane to me, and I'm like, okay, everybody needs to just relax. This is a this is a product of a commerce. She has now monetized this story twice, once on her album ten years ago, and again on this re-release where she owns the masters or whatever. But be very clear, this is a a piece of commerce for her. It is not a real story based. It maybe has some basis in reality. Taylor Swift is fine. Jake Gyllenhaal is fine. None of this concerns you. You can enjoy the fucking song and the, and the narrative of it without being like Jake Gyllenhaal, your days are numbered. But I'm um, also the, the, it's like what it turns out is like, uh, probably a lot of it is like very easily kind of like you can do a little research like Olivia did on Gawker and go like, oh, well, fuck the patriarchy didn't actually come into popularity in common use until 2014, which is several years after the song was released. And Taylor's like, well, I really wanted to have the 10 minute version, but they the label wouldn't let me or whatever. And it's like, mm, I think you made all this up so you could make some more money on your music and, you know, hats off. Anyhow, so getting back to my nice thing, is Letterbox a great forum for me to write a scathing, very short scathing review of Taylor Swift's short film about her bad song? Uh, and by the way, I think Taylor Swift has some great songs. You know, I'm not, I don't have a problem with Taylor. And frankly, if people are going to be writing lies and mythologizing you, might as well do it yourself. I get. No, it. it's cool. I'm like, I don't. Have, I'm not. I'm not knocking her for it. I'm more like knocking the fans who are like taking it so seriously. It's like this is this is a this is theater. This is art. This, this is, is a low stakes. This is a performance. This is lower stakes than you're than you than you're acting like it is. She is a performer and she is performing. Taylor Swift is having a great fucking time and honestly was having a great time after Jake Gyllenhaal broke up with her. She had enough of a, of a sense about the whole thing to write a song and put it on a record and make a lot of money off of it and play it at shows for a decade. So I think it's all you got. Everybody can chill out and the, the film itself is. Certainly not in the Citizen Kane sphere, I can tell you that, to the one the one highly upvoted critic on uh, 
Letterbox. I get it. It's a little bit of a funny embellishment. Anyhow, Letterbox, a lot of fun. Um, and I'm having a lot of, I'm having a good time with it. And it's also reminding me of both fil- films I want to watch and movies that I have watched, like stuff I've forgotten. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that. And like, I have thoughts on it. If I could spend a little bit more time with it, I probably would. But, you know, I have a job and a family. So it's unfortunately just a little distraction. All right, let's get out. Let's wrap up. Let's get out of here. All right, bye. Bye. Well, that is our show for this week. We will not be back next week because it's Thanksgiving with more tomorrow, but we'll be back the week after that. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just been told that your family was also at the dinner party and was also ignored by Jake Gyllenhaal.